Good morning and welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. It's time to be inspired and empowered with stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. Just a quick reminder that my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, is available on Amazon.com. Now let's hear about my incredible guests. Throughout June, Men's Health Month focuses on improving the lifestyles of men. I am grateful to first speak with this year's bachelor, Clayton Eckard, about his struggles on the show versus off the show and the importance of recognizing men's health, both physically and especially mentally. I then sit down with musical group North Star Boys. They share how they rose to popularity, their debut into music, and their goals to impact others as well as the Asian American community. Lastly, I speak with Talia Fisher, founder and director of All Seated in a Barn. She is fighting hard against horse and donkey slaughter and shares how one woman is creating change in the equine industry. Now let's meet my incredibly inspiring guests and move towards a happier life. I'm so excited to now have Clayton Eckerd on the show, this year's Bachelor. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy, Clayton. Thank you so much, Marcy, for having me. I'm ready to uh, dive right in. Hopefully you don't stick me with too tough of questions, but this will be a fun (laughs) one today, I'm sure. No, you know, listen, we're going to be talking about men's health, mental health, and that's so important. and, And I think it's important what you have to share. So let's talk a little bit about the internal struggles that you've had post-show and really how that's impacted your relationship with Susie? Oh, gosh. Uh, Great question. And honestly, a lot, I guess, is the best way to put it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, after the show, I realized that I had a lot of... um, I had to look within me and I had to really do a deep dive into who I was because I really felt like after the show, uh, after the conclusion of it, that I kind of lost myself. I was so focused on trying to please so many people that I took actions that I really wish I wouldn't have taken. And I I went back and as I saw it, I was very upset with um, what I saw. And at first, I, I was upset because I felt like I was portrayed unfairly. But then I realized that um, I was portrayed the way I was portrayed, but I had to take accountability for the actions that I I had taken. Mm -hmm. What happened was, is that I really fought that for a while. I was trying to defend my character so much that I was in this bad mental state. I was defensive. I was Mm -hmm. upset with everything and that wears off and that rubs off on others. And that Mm -hmm. was the case with Susie being around me. She was incredible. She was by my side through the entire journey. But what happened was because I was in such a negative headspace, I was just not a joy to be around. Mm-hmm. And that really impacted our relationship. It did. She was a saint for going through it with me. But there became a point where I think she really did say, you know, she had to say, Clayton, listen, I get what you went through. I, it's so tough and I'm here for you. But like, I want to see you happy. And I really believe mm-hmm. that we can get beyond this, but you have to start finding a way to heal. And I think the mm-hmm. only way to heal, I realized, was through accepting full responsibility, not misplacing blame anywhere else besides placing it on my own shoulders and finding ways to grow from the experiences that I had. Once I was able to do that, uh then that's when 
things got a lot better with the two of us in our relationship. Yeah. So let's talk about that accepting our role because it's really hard for people to do. You become like the victim and you blame everyone else. But I myself have had to accept my role in things also. And and, and a huge change happened in my life. For me, um, I had abuse and, and I coped with alcohol and I'm now just about seven years sober. But I lived in such a victim role. So that's what I went through. And once I was able, and I try to teach this, once I was able to move past that and see my part in it and start healing for myself, that's when life really started to change for the better. Absolutely. And for one, congratulations. That's so awesome. I Thank think you. Everybody has a journey um, and it looks different for everybody. But yeah. one thing that I realized, and maybe you can attest to this yourself, is to be able to get to that point of self-reflection and growth uh, and admitting wrongdoing, you have to be able to set aside your ego. And yes. that was where I never felt like I had one. And I wouldn't say I projected one outwardly until I, the show. Then it started to creep out. But I really did have this internal ego that I felt I was a smart kid. Uh, mm-hmm. that I did things right, that people would understand what the actions that I took. They would see my perspective and they didn't, mm-hmm. and people didn't. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, I realized that I was also kind of massaging my own ego. I was giving myself some leeway and grace and allowing myself to take these actions that I now look back on. And I think, okay, now you see this from a new lens. Now that you've set your ego aside, you are kind yeah. of disg- disgusted by what you did or, and you're upset. And but you're mm-hmm. able to take ownership of it now. But I had to be able to let go of my ego. And that was the hardest part yeah. was to, when you're backed into a corner, all you want to do is get defensive. But when you realize like that, that's the worst thing you can do, the best thing you can do at that point is to let your guard down and yeah. let people in to try to help you grow beyond that, that point that you're at, at that low point, which is where I was at. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So what are the things that you started doing for yourself to help you build yourself back up, right? We all have an ego, but it's like starting to heal that that inner perspective and how you are now going to project project yourself out onto the world. How did you start healing and making the changes? Yeah, a couple of things that I think are so incredibly powerful, but they do take time to, to learn. Uh, one, I implemented positive self-talk and I've been doing that really ever since I learned it back when I started playing football in college. I give a lot of credit to my coach, coach Pat Ivy, who was our head lifting coach. And he year after year after year kept spreading this message of positive self-talk. And just really, whenever you have a negative thought come into your head, you replace it with an instant positive thought. At first it's a conscious process, but over time you start to do it um, unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where, I realized in these moments that the only way I was going to get out of this rut was to be able to see life from a positive perspective, which meant that I had to, every time I thought of something dark or something sad, I had to instantly pull myself out by replacing it with a positive thought. It sounds corny to some people, but it really does work. I think if you think positive thoughts, yes, if you think positive thoughts, then you will be more positive. It's it's all about a perspective. So I, I did that coupled with relying on my support system. I turned to my support system. I had open and honest conversations with them. I asked them, hey, 
looking back at this and seeing everything play out, what do you think overall? How do you feel about what you saw? And I had my my, my parents, my brothers say quite nicely, you, you made some poor decisions, but that doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't change who we know you are. That was just you in that moment. Now grow beyond it and don't ever go yeah. back to that place. And yeah. so through giving myself grace, through talking to my support system, through implementing positive self-talk, I was able to yeah. find a way out of the rut that I was in. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're in the spotlight. We all make bad decisions, poor choices, um, and hurt people at times, you know? So you just were out there and everyone saw it and everyone judged it. And that's easy for people to do, right? So let's talk about how, what response are you getting today? Yeah, you know, it's, I think things are on the up and up. Um, Overall, I don't nearly get quite the bit. I don't see a ton of negative feedback like I used to. At the height Mm -hmm. of the show, I was getting probably over a thousand messages uh, towards Mm -hmm. the end of at the finale uh, and really dark messages telling me to take Mm -hmm. my life, telling me I'm a terrible human being. Uh, They came in by the by the thousands and it was very overwhelming. But uh, I've kind of drifted out of the spotlight. uh, And because of that, uh, I'm not facing as much criticism. And I don't know if if I happen to find my way back into it, the spotlight somehow, if it's going to bring back up a lot of that negativity. But seemingly, uh, as I look on online, uh, people are starting to be happy for Susie and I. Uh, obviously, people in person, people that know me are extremely happy for the two of right. us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a pretty positive reception over the last few months. So I really hope that that holds, but you just ne- never really know. I mean, we still yeah. now, we still have this potential to be kind of, I guess, relevant per se in the social media bachelor world. So at any point, something can come up, which places us back in that spotlight, which again, when that happens, it's it's a matter of what's going to be the response. And I just don't know, but for today, things are good. I got to tell you, just thinking back to what you were saying about people sending you messages about taking your life and all it, it's just, I I can't even like comprehend uh, someone even sending that. And it's just like, we gotta, we gotta back off. It just shows you how, how really just mean people can be when it comes to social media and hiding behind that screen, um, not only for adults, but children and, you know, just the struggles that we have there. But so let's just all calm down a little bit there. Um, I'm sorry you went through that. I want to yeah. talk about, I know we've been talking about the mental stuff and I'm sorry, we're, of course, we're, we're about to run out of time, but you also, you went through a lot of things physically. And I believe now one of the things that you want to do is help others with fitness and get into to bet, better physical shape. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So uh, right now, I so I constructed a website just really to give free access to resources for video tutorials for individuals to sign up for uh, just with an email. They don't have to pay anything. And then they can go in and they can have access to these video tutorials that they can you know, get ideas for, okay, next time I go into the gym, here's some movements that I can do. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I wanted to provide that for individuals. But now I'm also doing more custom workout plans because I think a lot of times what I've found is individuals say, well, I go to a gym, but I get a little bit um, self-conscious. I, I, I get nervous because I don't really know 
uh, what to do once I get there. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm trying to help uh, bring a little better sense of comfortability with not only the movements that people are doing in the gym, but also giving them comfortability by saying, hey, I'm going to give you a plan. So when you walk in, you know what you're going to do. And again, if you can get somebody to feel comfortable, they're going to more likely do that action over and over and over, which will build healthy habits, which means that they'll build, make it a routine to go to the gym. And that's one of the best uh, things you can do is prioritize your physical health, which what's so great about it is physical health and mental health they really kind of go hand in hand. They have for me, if you work on, you go into the gym, you get the endorphins going, you stress out, you, you work, you work hard there in the gym, you'll end up seeing an increase in your mood. Uh, you'll sleep better at night. Uh, beyond that over time, you'll start seeing changes in your physique, which will mm-hmm. then make you more happier. Uh, self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah you'll, yeah. you'll start to have more self-love. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just cascading effect. And that's why I love it is uh, for me, I'm like, I saw what fitness did for me. It's made me a happier, happier human being. And so now I just want to be able to hopefully get a few people uh, to, to see the same results that I did and so that they can start yeah. to love themselves more. And then when they love themselves, when you love yourself truly, you can project that out to everyone else and be a positive light. So it, it's really, um, there's so many great things that come from physical fitness alone. Yeah. Thank you, Clayton. I always talk about it starts with self-love. I found self-love myself and like it all started to change. Absolutely. And- when you're talking about mental, the mental work and the physical work, it's like you just said, you've got to do it over and over. And then it just becomes a routine and that's where the changes start to happen. So Clayton, thank you so much for coming on wake up with Marcy. It's just been a delight having you and sharing your story and how you're helping others now. So thank you, Clayton. Thank you so much for having me, Marcy. Next up, we meet musical group North Star Boys. Next week, we meet actor Eric Roberts, his wife, Eliza Roberts, and actress, writer, and producer, Summer Moore. They will share with us about the hilarious web series, Pandemic Pillow Talk, and actor Eric Roberts gives us some recovery advice. I then have an intimate conversation with Matt Mauser, the lead singer of the rock band, Tijuana Dogs, Matt lost his wife, Christina, in the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash, and he shares with us how he has dealt with his grief. I'm so excited to now have musical group North Star Boys on the show. Hey, guys. Hello, Marcy. Oh, it's so great to have you guys on and especially have you all on my show. So I know I'm going to be asking most of the questions of you, Oliver and Sebastian, but you guys can chime in anytime you want to. Okay. If you have something you want to share. Thank you. Well, we are the North Star Boys. My name is Oliver Moy. This is my brother, Sebastian. And let's introduce ourselves. I'm Justin. Fan. I'm Ryan Wynn. Uh, Reggie Macalina. Kane Tan. And we are missing awesome. one member as well. His name is Darren. Uh, he's currently on a plane back to California, but uh, sad that we got to miss him for this interview with you, Marcy, but hopefully next time we can have him. Hopefully next time. Well, let's talk about your music. So you guys write all of your own music and you released your music for the first time this year. Is that correct? Yes, we debuted on the 20th of May this year. 
and you guys have skyrocketed. How does that feel? Well, uh, it's been a journey so far. We never really planned to get into music, but it's something that I've been really passionate about. And when I found out that the members are passionate about music as well, uh, we just started recording every single night and writing every day. And it got us to this point in time now. So so what? let's talk about your music. Like, what type of music? What's the message behind your music? Oh, man. I mean, it's really like a mix of our favorite genres put together. And I hate to say that because, like, that's no help for anyone to understand what kind of music we even make. But I would just have to say, uh, just stay tuned and give it a listen yourself. And uh, you'll be able to say what kind of genre it is for yourself. Awesome. Well, let's take a look. Give me yourself tonight if you feel I mean, you guys are so talented. How exciting. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So let's talk about what's to come with you guys. Yeah. So what's your uh, plans? We got big plans. I mean, I've been recording music for a couple years now. So in the past two years, I've recorded over 160 songs. So um, we already have a whole project, an album ready to go. So we're just waiting for the right time to drop it. Can you share the name of your album? <laughs> We're uh, fiddling between a couple of names of the album, but as soon as we have an announcement, I'm sure you guys would uh, be informed on that. So what does it mean for you guys to represent the Asian American community? Yes, uh, growing up, we didn't, we didn't really have uh, that many Asian American influencers to look, look up to. Um, you know, social media is fairly new, so, you know, but 10 years ago, um, there wouldn't be many influencers that we can, you know, look up to and say, hey, like, you know, they're doing something for our community. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do for the Asian American community. We're trying to be um, those people that others can look up to. You know, I want to yeah. spread the message that you can do anything you want to do um, and you shouldn't fall under a stereotype of, you know, when it comes to your careers or your your path in life. You know, if you enjoy doing yeah. something, I say just go for it. An incredible message. Thank you. Thank you. So where can we find your music? Where can we find you guys? You can find <clears throat> all our music on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Pandora, and every streaming platform there is. How incredible. Well, let me know next time you're in New York, okay? <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations and continued success. You guys are skyrocketing and uh, just the trajectory is amazing. So congratulations. Thank you, Thank so you much. very much. Thank you. After the break, we meet Talia Fisher, founder and director of All Seated in a Barn. I now have on Talia Fisher, founder and director of All Seated in a Barn. Welcome to the show, Talia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, first of all, I love it. You are in the barn and you just shared yeah. with me, you have one of the donkeys there that wants to eat your pinky. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> I do. There's actually four donkeys around me right now. 
And I'm just oh. hoping they all mind their business and don't <laughs> eat my finger. <laughs> well, like I said, if they join, it's okay. Perfect. So, perfect. So I just wanted to talk about what it is you do. It's so amazing. So let's give us a brief history of all seated in a barn and why this is so important to you. Why this mission has been so important to you. Absolutely. And funny enough, like speaking of donkeys, it started with a donkey. My sister and I, about four years ago, were watching a TV show and my sister came across a post. It was more of an urgent plea that there was a donkey shipping to slaughter the next morning. Mm. Um, I owned two horses at the time and had never honestly even met a donkey before. And I just decided like, okay, maybe I'll think about it, you know, a couple glasses Mm. of wine later. And it was a brilliant idea. And a month later, the donkey showed up. I was so nervous that I literally just started crying when I met him. And I just gave him the biggest hug. It makes me choked up talking about it. Um, And he, over the course of a couple of weeks, just came to life. I mean, he had so much personality, enthusiasm. He was kind. He was loving. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of inspired us to look more into this industry and see how we could help. And essentially that's when we founded the barn was, it was, what are we going to do with a donkey? Well, we're going to save a lot of lives because of this donkey. And one donkey led to, it's kind of like those memes on uh right now that are kind of going viral. We're like, I got a donkey. Well, then I, my yeah. donkey was lonely. So I got another horse <laughs> and it just continued. And now over four years, we've rescued close to a thousand horses and donkeys wow. and rehomed them. We were trying to educate people about this industry so that we can find some sort of, you know, change for them to yeah. give them a little bit of respect. Yeah. You know, I recently, there has been a story going around really big time on Twitter, I think, and it's a donkey and there's a young girl that comes back to visit the donkey uh-huh. and <laughs> she raised the donkey and he is, you know, screaming. He's so excited. And then he just hugs her. Like Mm-hmm. They really become attached to humans and they need us desperately. And why don't you tell us exactly what is happening within the industry, the meat industry? Yeah. So right now, specifically with donkeys, well, donkeys and horses, it's illegal to slaughter them in the United States, but it's legal to export them for slaughter. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, they do eat horses all over Europe, especially in China. Um, donkeys are a huge asset right now to the Chinese market in the sense that their hides are used to make a very popular tea that believe it or not, you can buy on Amazon and the donkey population in Europe has essentially been decimated to the point where they're considered endangered. And so the donkey market in the United States has shot up. So where donkeys used to be like $25, now they're selling for $350 at these auctions. um, And they're getting rounded up illegally. Wild donkeys that essentially are on BLM land are getting rounded Mm -hmm. up and just passed through these auctions and just loaded onto semi-trucks out the back door and sent down to Mexico. And so, yeah, it's it's really sad. They're treated horribly, um, the horses and donkeys both. And so it's just, we're trying to get in there and we do a lot of videos and a lot of filming. And we try Mm -hmm. to show people exactly what's going on, you know, so they can be educated and want to also with us make a difference in this industry. Yeah. So what can we do to help make a change? It really, it's education, 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 because Mm -hmm. it's spreading awareness, just like what we're doing right now, having this conversation, 
you know, if five people watch it and get inspired and then they share with their families and friends and, you know, a person gets inspired then that train continues. And Mm -hmm. that's, I feel like, you know, if one person's pounding on a door, nobody's going to listen. But if we've got a hundred thousand people pounding on that door, then someone has got to listen. So tell us about one more time where we can find you and also any events that are coming up. Yeah. um, So we're on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, we of course have our website, which is all seated in a barn.com. Those are the Mm -hmm. best platforms to find us. We also are on TikTok. Of course, we've got a lot of fun videos there. Um, And event wise, if you are in the area, or even if you like to make a trip, we do an open barn fundraiser every month. And it's all about the families and getting the kids out And we've got live music, we have food vendors, local vendors, crafts for the kids, pony rides, face painting. I mean, you name it, we try to make this as family friendly as we can, just Uh because we believe in like, it starts with the kids, it starts with youth, and we want them to see and feel the love that we see and feel every single day out here. I love it. So where exactly are you? We are in Bakersfield, (laughs) California. (laughs) Well, more specifically, it's a town called Shafter, but... Yeah, we're in Kern County, right in Bakersfield. All right. But all we have to do is go to your website and we can do our part. So yes, thank you so much, Talia, for all your efforts and all you do and um, continued success. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you all so much for joining Wake Up With Marcy this weekend. It's been incredible, the show, so much valuable information. If you want to find out more about my guests, go to wakeupwithmarcy.com. Also, I want to let you know that I have created a Chaos to Clarity community at my website, wakeupwithmarcy.com. Stay connected with me on social media, and I look forward to seeing you next weekend. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. Bye-bye.